Hi there, I'm Pastor Billy. There are a lot of ways to engage with us, but I wanted to take a moment today to thank you for listening here on the Harrisonburg Nazarene Church Podcast. Also, you can now search for our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. For more about the church, please check out our website, abeaconofhope.org. That's abeaconofhope.org. You can also catch us live on Facebook each Sunday morning at 9 and 10.30 a.m. I've been thinking this week of simple things that can have a profound impact. Simple things that we might take for granted, simple things that we might see and not think they mean much. But through the power of the love of Jesus, something really simple that can be so profound. Um, I've got a plate here of some baked goods. And let me tell you, we threw down some baked goods this week in our community. Like 4,000 cookies and pies and other stuff, like just being distributed out into our community. And so one group that I got to hear this story, it's one of my favorite stories of the week, and it was so simple. But they were tasked with delivering some of these baked goods uh, to first responders and just different places. And one of the places they wanted to go and bless was just one of our local area high schools as they're gearing up for another school year. And so they came in that day, just a small team, uh, relatively unannounced, I think. And they came in with the gift of baked goods. <laughs> and as they delivered them to the office staff and administration and just said a brief word of blessing over them and just let them know who we were and what we were doing, as they were prepared to leave that day, one of the office staff turned to them and said something, a simple comment, but I haven't been able to get over it. She looked at the volunteers that were serving that day in their Best Week Ever t-shirts, and she looked at them and said, you know, this is what the church should be known for. I never got over that comment. It was just a simple brownie. I mean, brownies are profound, you know, I, I got it, but it was just something simple. But through the power and the love of Jesus, that simple gift meant so much. And her comment This is what the church should be known for. Man, it really ministered to me. It really moved me. I was thinking of other simple things, and I brought my toolbox, you know. If you know me, you would understand that my toolbox has a lot of dust on it. You can laugh now. Um, I I don't know what to do with a lot of these, but I'm just thinking about the power of of something so simple, right? Like something so simple, like a hammer and a screwdriver and things like that that we take for granted. But this week, these simple things... These simple things in one woman's life who has experienced some brokenness and experienced a hard journey and the crew that came in and renovated her home, these simple tools represented way more than just a dusty toolbox in my garage. For her, this represented hope. It represented uh, somebody looking and seeing her, saying, I see you. I, I see your need. I see the journey that you've walked, and we're here to help you. For others, these simple tools were a playground in the midst of a community where kids now have a safe place to be a kid. For others, these tools represented simple car maintenance, things that we take for granted, but that some people in our community struggle to find. And so all throughout the week, this simple tool through the love of Jesus became something profound. I was also, I mean, in other ways, a meal, a simple meal throughout our community. Hundreds of meals were served, and I love hearing story after story of how that one meal made an impact through the love of Jesus. Jesus, a box of food. My family got the privilege of of packing some 
boxes of food this week, and we distributed together with the team hundreds of boxes of food in our community to people that are working hard to provide for their family, but they just don't always have enough. And that box of food given in the name of Jesus, it was profound. In that moment, they felt like, wait, you see me. You see my need. You see my hurt. You see my struggle. The name of Jesus, something so simple can be so profound. This morning, I want to invite you to turn in your copy of Scripture to John chapter 13. John chapter 13, as we look at something very simple, an item, something very tangible that through the love of Jesus became profound. And it serves as us an incredible visual and an incredible reminder. And as we turn now, starting in verse 3, I want you to see and understand that Jesus, we're fast-forwarding through 12 chapters of the gospel where a lot of things are happening, but Jesus is nearing the end. He's nearing the fulfillment of what he has come to do. He is going to give his life, lay down his life on the cross for you and for me. And as he does it, he has one final meal that he will share with his disciples, with his believers. And so this is an important moment in history and certainly an important moment in Scripture. And as we read now in John 13, starting with verse 3, uh, I want you to see what it is that Jesus is up to here. It says, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, that he had come from God and was returning to God, so he got up from the meal. He took off his outer clothing and he wrapped a towel around his waist. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. I want you to see for a minute here what the scripture is really saying. And don't fast forward through it. It's saying that Jesus, I mean, all things were put under his power. And that he was from God and he was returning to God. What that means to us is that Jesus, he had all the power. And he had all the authority. And he had all the prestige and, and everything going for him. But he chooses to do something obscure to some. Random to others. Because you see, in that Judean culture, you walked everywhere. And so your feet were dusty. If you had sandals, maybe you didn't. But when you showed up to the meal, you were dirty. And so besides all of the ritualistic cleansing that was necessary, you were just dirty and filthy. And who wants to sit and eat next to somebody with dirty feet? And so oftentimes, in the home, a a basin of water would be provided and a towel so that you could wash your own feet. But in the house of someone prestigious... In the house of somebody who was somebody, in the house of somebody who had some money or position or authority, a servant would be assigned and their sole task would be to stoop down and to wash the feet of the guests attending the meal. And so Jesus takes something very plain. He takes something very commonplace, something very ordinary that everyone was used to seeing and just glancing by. Everybody knew needed to be done. And at this moment in time, He stoops down and he begins to wash the feet of his disciples, of his followers. That he had all the authority and all the privilege, you could say. He had all the power going, but yet he chose in this moment to make himself low. And through something very simple, through the love of God, became very profound. Let's continue reading, skipping down in John 13. I want you to see what it says. It says, when he finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them. 
you call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is who I am. But now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. Continue reading. He says this, I have set for you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. And just in case the disciples there in the room would have missed it, just in case those of us 2,000 years later that are reading this scripture, just in case we would be tempted to miss it, in verse 34 and 35 at the end of the chapter, look again what Jesus says as he stares his disciples in the face. He says, a new command I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And so that evening, as Jesus knelt with the basin, as he knelt there and he washed their feet and he took the lowly position of a servant, and then he tells them, you do as I am doing. If you do what I'm doing, you will be blessed if you do it. And then he turns to them and says, this is a new commandment. Not a suggestion, not an idea, not a if you can fit this into your... No, 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 no. I am commanding you, you must love one another. By this, by this, everyone will know that you belong to me. Not, not because of how you teach and how you preach and not because of the miracles that you're performing. Man, if you've been with us this summer, we've been reading in the book of Acts the miracles that happen. The followers of Jesus, the incredible things that happen, but that's not what Jesus says. That's not how you'll know that you're my disciples. It's how you love, that you're willing to kneel, that you're willing to take the lowly position of a servant. Though you have the power and the prestige and the authority, you will make yourself low. For the sake of loving them. This is how they will know. Something so simple, but through the love of Jesus is so profound. Remember that as Jesus knelt there and washed their feet, he knew Peter would deny him. As he sat and washed their feet, he knew he was washing the feet of Judas who would betray him. But he loved anyway. And his command is, you must Love one another. In the words of that teacher at our local high school, this is what the church should be known for, how we love one another. This week, uh, I've just overcome in some ways with understanding what does this mean for us as a church. Some of you, I love you, man, but you're just, you're wired a little differently. So you've got your best week ever shirt on and you've had it on all week. I hope you washed it, but I didn't ask any questions, you know. And you've been like serving, and every time you see me like, Adrian, when are we doing this again? When are we doing this? Best week ever. I wish it was best month ever, best life ever, best summer. You know, like you just want to do this. And man, like God bless you. But the rest of us are a little tired and a little weary today. And and some of us are like, well, what, what does this mean for us as a church? And I just can't help this week as I've been preparing 
Uh, early in the week, I, I had a message all ready for this Sunday, and it was a great message as a part of our summer series. And about midweek, I just had anxiety in my heart, and I had no peace about it, and I felt the Lord ask me to trust him with something new. And I could not get over the visual of our Savior, of our Lord kneeling to wash feet. Do this. This is how they will know that you belong to me in the way that you love one another. And so in true Adrian fashion, I have some questions for us today. I I joked in the first service that when I say that, I can just see Lauren's eyes begin to roll. Because like I've told this story before, but when we were dating, I was just a question asker. And, you know, God bless her for staying with me this long. But I just do that. I just love questions. And so sometimes as I preach, I just have questions for us, And I feel like these are the questions that the Lord has been asking me this week at this moment in time and what it means for us as his church. But the question that I, I hear the Lord asking me is, what if, what if Jesus' command to love wasn't just a suggestion? Some of us, if we were honest, if we look at our lives, it really is just that. It's a suggestion. We love when we can when we feel like it, when it fits, when it works. Uh, Loving others becomes something that we schedule, becomes something that we do rather than something that we are. I understand it. I'm convicted by that too. But I, I felt like the Lord say, Adrian, what if? What if when Jesus commanded us to love each other, it wasn't a suggestion, but it really was a command? What if? I felt like the Lord said, what if this church truly made our community different because of the love of Jesus. Not because we're trying to make a name for ourselves. Not look at us, look at our church. No, 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 no. It's just we were so compelled by the love of God. We were so obedient to his call and his command. This is how we know that we belong to him because we love each other. And because of it, our our community is just different. What if? What if this is what the church was known for? Can I be honest with you today? Man, the church today, the church universal, is often known for what it is against. And I understand it. I live in this world too. I pray often, and and it is hard days to be the church. It's hard days to preach the truth that God asks us. I understand that. But what if we, as the church, got to be known for what we were for? Man, we are for this community. And we are for people that seem invisible to others. And if we were honest, there are moments that we miss them too. But this past week, the Lord has been convicting me time and time again of people that I might glance over or I might drive by or I might be so busy doing my thing and I miss them. And time and time again, I felt like the Lord asked me, Adrian, do you see them? In your community, in your backyard, this is five minutes from where you live, Adrian. Do you see them? Yeah, Lord, I see them. I'm paying attention. What if we as a church, what if, what if there were no invisible people to us? That we see you. We see your hurt. We see your need. And, and we're here to offer. It's, it's simple stuff. It's just a, a cookie or tools or, or yeah, yeah, uh, the towel in the basin. But we're here to serve and love because Jesus said, that's what we're to do if we belong to him. That's what we are to be known for. The love of Jesus poured out. What if, what if the towel in the basin became our mandate? Not our suggestion, our mandate. 
I love everything about this week and everything that we were able to do. But throughout it, I just kept saying, Lord, help serving to not be something that we do, but something that we are. I love events. I love opportunities. I love moments where we get to come together. And there's something powerful about that. But I said, Lord, help our hearts to move beyond just doing. Move us to being. So this morning, I'm going to invite the band to come. And they're going to help us close our service in really the best way that I know how. And that's worshiping Jesus, exalting the name of Jesus. And if I have a word of caution for us today as a church, it would be this. If it's about me serving, and if it's about me loving others, and if it's about what I can do, me, Adrian, if that's, you know, when I, when I was there and I was getting to participate with Hope Distributed and bringing boxes of food, and it can feel kind of good to do that, you know? It can feel kind of I'm walking proud, and this is a good thing. But if I think for a minute that it's really about me and what I can do and what I can offer, man, then we're in big trouble. Because you and I, we're, we're great people and we're awesome people, but in and of ourselves, we have nothing to offer people except for the love of Jesus. That I, I mean, we can help each other and brotherly love, I'm here, I'm your neighbor, but in the end, The only name worth exalting. It's not our church. It's not me. It's not the ministry. It's it's Jesus. It's all about him. So let's not get confused and let's not let our judgment be clouded by making it all about us and what we can do. Man, it is all about Jesus. And the truth for you and me is that we were enemies with God. We were separated because of sin. We were dead in our sin, but Jesus made a way for you and for me and it's not enough that he just said you're my son and you're my you're not my enemy anymore you are my child be even more than that you know what he did he said and now i'm entrusting you to be my hands and my feet into a world that needs me you me that's who we get to be we get, and i can't explain that and i don't feel worthy of that but that's who we are and that's what we've been invited to do to be his hands and his feet it's not about us. And so as we close today, the band is going to begin to play. And we're just going to dim the lights a little bit, and we're going to have kind of a sacred moment, a holy moment of worship and prayer. But what we're really going to do is we're going to step back and say, it's all about you, Jesus. You're the only name that's worthy. It's not about our church. It's not about what we can do. It's not about the shirt we wear. It's not it. It's all about Jesus because if it's not about him, it's just fleeting. It's just brownies. (laughs) But if it's about the love of Jesus poured out in our hearts, if it's about the love of Jesus that compels us to make a difference, if it's about the love of Jesus that helps us, that there is no invisible people in our lives and in our community. Oh, there's power in the name of Jesus. There is hope in the name of Jesus. There is redemption possible because of the name of Jesus. And it's that name that I want to lift up today. It's that name that I want to exalt because he promises in his word when he is lifted up, he will draw men and women and families and boys and girls and communities and broken people and invisible people to himself. So today I just want to exalt Jesus. I just want to lift him up. He is the hope of the world. And we get the opportunity 
to partner with him. Would you stand now to your feet? And can I just pray with you? Can I pray blessing over you today? Can I pray that God will move in your heart and compel you, not out of guilt or not out of fear or not out of obligation, but out of joy? God, I wanna, I wanna be a part of being your hands and feet in the world because of what you've done in my life. I want the people around me to be different. I want them to experience hope. I want to see the people as you see them all around me. Jesus, today, we take our crowns. We take whatever it is that we have that is good. We, we lay them at your feet. That's what Jesus did in that moment as he knelt to wash the feet. He took all the authority and the power and the privilege and he surrendered it. He made himself a servant. And in doing so, he showed us what the church is to be known for. Lord, I pray today for our hearts and I pray today that we would lift up the name of Jesus. We don't lift up our church and we don't lift up our name and we don't lift up all the things that we can do because without you, it's worthless. But because of you, we are filled with hope today. Lord, make us different. Make our community different because of your love compelling us to move and to serve. We worship you now. You are worthy. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Let's sing together. Let's close this service worshiping, putting the spotlight on Jesus. It is all about him. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for listening here today. If you have any questions at all, feel free to reach out to us at info at a beaconofhope.org. That's info at a beaconofhope.org. If you happen to be in the Harrisonburg, Virginia area, we'd love for you to join us at 1871 Boyers Road in Rockingham, Virginia. We meet every Sunday morning at 9 and 1030 a.m. in English and then at 1145 in Spanish. Celebrate Recovery also meets here each and every week, Monday nights at 6 p.m. If you enjoyed the podcast today, please be sure to subscribe in order to get updates and new episodes. 